You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. You're listening to the Josh Adams Podcast on the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. Yes, yes, After Dark. I'm a different guy right now. It's the 16th of February, two days after Valentine's Day. So most of you women out there who don't have a nigga got y'all shit probably today. It got there to you because he was spending time with the one he loved. But uh, thank you all for being here with us. It's the Josh Adams Podcast. You know what we're here to do. We're here to talk a little bit of shit. And um, I got Kari Fraser in the building. You already know he already around doing what he love to do. You know what I'm saying, Kari? Let the people see you. What's going on? What's going on? Yes, Lord. So, uh, um, nigga, let's just jump right into it because we have been pushing this thing for so long, bro. The 11th went amazing. I want to thank everybody who showed their ass that day because it was ridiculous how much love came through. First of all, pre-sales, we did crazy numbers to the point where I'm like, why do all these people fuck with me like this? Then we pulled up. I mean, overall, how many people came through? You had the clicker. Kari was clicking. It was by the end of the night, 107 people came through the doors of the event. What? And it was it crazy. Was, it was bananas. It was women all over. And this is the crazy part. Niggas be asking what hoes at. It wasn't none in there, but it was a lot of queens <laughs> at this event. It was a lot of women in this event, all shapes and sizes, colors, uh, financial fiscal economic statuses was in the building and if you didn't come you you was probably with a bunch of niggas like ain't no women around nigga they was all at tony v's on the 11th singing their ass off when i'm not gonna cry no more came on it turned into a choir in there and i just want to say that that event went better than i could have ever imagined i have never taken some out of my brain and took it and made it and brought it into the world and it did that before so all that's saying to me is everything else i touched from this point on is going up you know what i'm saying um, and Car- I was fucked up because Kari walked up to me and was like, nigga, this is crazy. And Kari don't get excited about shit, but ho, <laughs> you see, you see the narrative that I got to deal with from Josh, but it was a success. Um, you know, great effort. Uh, we definitely learned a lot on the fly, but now we know that we got a foundation of tapping into the audience. Glad that everybody came out, enjoyed themselves and we were rocking it, it. You know, I'm at the door, so I got a lot of the complaints too, but towards the end as people left, I got, uh, when you doing this again, 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 which leads to the question, Josh, what up? When you doing this again? Nigga, I look like my babies, bro. Like I look like Kennedy right now. That's crazy. I know they man. That'd be crazy when you look on there and be like, that's Kennedy face. But uh, all right, listen, man. We really this thing was something we threw together on the um shout out to my baby Trav. I don't get why you say why do people fuck with me? People fuck with you because you're that guy. You know, I'll be talking, man. I it's the love is just like overwhelming. So I appreciate it. I never want to get so big to the point where I feel like people fuck with me. I'm just a regular nigga that do extraordinary things, man. You know what I'm saying? And without God, I can't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? I want to thank any woman that gave me some pussy because I looked at myself back in the day. I can't dress. I'm awkward looking. And y'all still give me pussy. And that had nothing to do with anything you that see, I just you said. See, you, you see the ridiculousness of this. Don't be paying attention to what he talking about. This is ridiculous. It is. But like I said, man, um, 
people was asking. And like I said, when me and Kari came up with this idea, and we're gonna get into it. First of all, should I say the topic or should I keep giving out the the, the keep going in this on this rant I'm on? Go on the rant you on. Okay, and we go. Bet. Kari gotta produce this show because EJ not here. Shout out to EJ. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We rapping independent right now. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, man, Kari said we, we wanted to do something for Valentine's Day. And Kari was like, hey, let's get a band to play all of the sad songs and have single people come out. And then I was like, hey, how about we do karaoke, whoopty wop? It was even better because you you giving the people the stage to do what the fuck they want to do. And when we decided to do it, we just were like, let's see what happened. We had a bunch of events we wanted to do at the top of the year. And this was one of the ones that we put all our energy into. And this bitch was better than I could have ever imagined. And my thing is, we not finna just jump around and be like, we doing karaoke every because karaoke we done anywhere. But even if a nigga try to take this what we did, honestly, they couldn't they couldn't replicate what we did because it was the energy that we brought to this bitch. You know, yeah, what I'm saying? I definitely think it fits your brand. I mean, yeah. you love R and B, the songs, you always singing, you talking about it, and it's really you. So like it fit the brand perfectly. The other events that we thinking, and it's definitely gonna be some pitches that y'all gonna be like, what? Yeah, we but we shit. have some. We have some real creative events. Yep. Uh, the original idea was definitely like, all right, let's do an anti-Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day event. Yep. And even coming up with the name. Actually, we we had this idea maybe in like Summer. last year. Yeah, like, last like year. We were working on it, but the name was the toughest thing. And then when he came with the name. About a month before this bitch even popped. Everything fell right in place. Yep. And it's going to be the same rhythm for the rest of these events. And y'all going to be like, what in the hell is they working on? We got some shit on y'all ass. Uh, shout out to my baby, Riri. It looked like it turned out so well. Riri, I wish you could have been there. But you know what? I think, I know, you know, you you kicked it to me while you couldn't make it. I think once you do what you got to do, you'll be able to make the next one. Because now, like I said, we decided we're going to do the next one. We're going to add it to um, the Josh Adams and Friends birthday weekend. We just got to figure out the logistics and what we're going to do with it and where we're going to fit it in at. And um, it's going to be the same, not the same vibe as far as living single. Um, it was couples there, too. But it's going to be karaoke and it's going to be on that same vein. And we're going to have a good ass motherfucking time. So look look forward to the my birthday weekend, us adding karaoke to the, to the slate. You know what I'm saying? with the comedy show, with the live podcast, and whatever else we decide to add. So we will do it again this year. We won't wait till Valentine's Day. It won't be just an annual thing now. What's, what's happening? I think that's a good uh, little Yeah, I, I think also the other thing that you got to think about, too, is the branding. Like, um, there's so many events for couples. An event where singles feel welcome is definitely not a, like, anti-couple event. It wasn't like speed dating or something like that. So couples was in effect, too, but it was something that, like, because couples events, if you single, you feel like, what the hell going on? What you doing here? Why you show up to a couples event and you ain't got nobody? This is the opposite. So it's going to be a brand that we keep rolling with and we grow with. So think of what songs you want. Uh, we'll like, let you know what it's going to be. Going. Like, we don't even know. It's going to be things for sure. But like I said, we, Kari talked me into it. We are going to add it to the birthday weekend. It's just there. It's official. Fuck it. Like, let's go with it. You know what I'm saying? Because that was so fun. I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine waiting a whole nother year for Valentine's for that to come around. So August, whatever birthday weekend is closer to my birthday, we will be bringing back karaoke and it's going to be on a whole nother level. The shit going to be fun. And man, like I said, if you didn't get to sing last time, we're going to make sure you get to sing this time because I'm going to tell Tony because I feel like that's probably going to be unless we outgrow the venue, which we goddamn damn near did that day. Like we, we put a lot of people in that building, bro. It was crazy. Crazy. And for the people that came, I want to say thank you for your patience with the wait staff. Them white folks didn't know what to do with all you niggas drinking in Hennessy and all all, all they didn't have, they wasn't ready. They wasn't ready for what y'all was coming with. So I appreciate y'all being patient with me and with the staff because they were shorthanded. They didn't expect the love to come in there that came in there. And 
I never did no karaoke before, so I didn't know. And y'all was picking some of the same songs. And like I said, man, everybody who came out seemed like they had a good time. All I heard was good news, um, with like just good feedback. Thank y'all, man. Y'all, man, I mean, for real. Like, I done did a lot of flash shit in my life I feel like that I'm proud of. This is one of the most... This thing right here, this high up on the list. You know what I'm saying? This up there mm-hmm. with uh, this one little bitch I wanted to hit back, like, I think in, like, 2014. And I got her, because God is good. But this is, like, right up under that. Don't be involved called. in the Lord with any of your... Uh, <laughs> Extramarital, uh, God and all that. God involved. How do that? you think you get pussy? <laughs> How do you think you get pussy? You don't think God involved? You think God ain't up there like, all right, let me let Car hit this little bitch and set the play up for you? Like, God also at the same time when he blessing people, like, let me get them this house. He like, oh, Car got that look. All right, let me get Car hit that. I believe God is involved in every stitch of life. So I appreciate y'all for that again. Like I said, and man, thank y'all. Y'all showed y'all whole. Ass on the 11th. All right, man. So we did that. Good recap. I think we did on that. Um, let's jump into this podcast because it's nine o'clock here, man. Um, said I got a special guest in the building. Definitely do, uh, dude. I met um while I did a show over at the Senate. Shout out to my guy North End. Um, I talked about that show. It was uh basically doing comedy during the Source Awards, but it was a great ass time. Comedy during the Source Awards. Comedy during the Source Awards. <laughs> that was the uh that was the eighth. <laughs> That was the 8th of January, and we all understand what happened on the 9th, but we're not going to keep going into that. Everybody's not as strong, but, you know, I'll be weak so that you can be strong. So, um... Was God involved in that, brother? God is involved in every aspect of your life. Ups, downs, you know what I'm saying? The lefts, the rights, you just take it how you... You, you take it how you how it comes. But um, I met this guy. He ran up on me at the show and was like, hey, man, I do such and such and such and such and such and such. And I was like, bet. Like, you know, I'm, I always say this to niggas because I know that'll make a nigga back down. When a nigga talk you to death about what they do and what they do, it's like, bro, all right, let's work. Niggas be wanting you to bullshit with them, but when you tell a nigga, like, let's work, and look them in the face, a lot of niggas you never hear from again. I learned that I don't have to really sit there and go back and forth with niggas like and ask questions and let a nigga try to sell me a bunch of shit. I'd be like, all right, my nigga, let's work. I'm down. Hit me up tomorrow. And, and, and Cuz was like, oh, for sure, I'm on your ass then. And Cuz hit me up, and I definitely forgot I gave a nigga my number. And he's like, what up, bro? You don't remember me? I can, I can imagine why, brother, because uh, the 8th... I I can imagine why you forgot, brother, because January 8th, that evening, mm-hmm. uh, you were preoccupied with doing comedy. Mentally, brother. I was mentally, brother. doing comedy, man. Mentally, brother. We passed that. We, we out there doing comedy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Dog walked up we on We call me. it comedy now, brother? It's comedy. That's what I do for the people. <laughs> I bring laughs. I bring joy. It's my gift. And um, like I said, I met Cuz, and Cuz was like, let's do it. He called me. I was hella busy the week he called me. And then we actually sat down and met and chopped it up, man. And it's impossible. It's possible some great shit is on the way, man. Um, give it up for my dog, Swag. You know what I'm saying? One time. Bam. What's up, Swag? Yo, yo, what it do? Um... I guess I'm gonna talk you up, uh, cause he a humble guy, man. Swag, uh, uh, is uh, he produces stage plays, movies, television shows, um, and a gang of other shit. I'm not too sure as far as like what it is that he might be into, but I mean, he legit now, cause God is good. So if you could just in a little bit, we gonna get into what you do. Just tell people a little bit more about what it is you're doing, what you got going on, and then we gonna jump into the podcast. What's happening? As of right now, we uh rehearsing every day. We got a double stage play taking place in March 26th. Uh, the stage play is called Skin Deep. That's one of them. And uh, the second one's called The Chronicles of the Broken Ones. And what my man is telling y'all is, is that uh, it's a, uh, I feel like it's a double feature, but you calling it a what? It's a double feature. Double feature. Yes, sir. So you're going to get two plays in one. 
Yes, sir. And I don't know if that's ever been done before. I, I've been to a lot of plays. I've been a part of plays. It sounds like some groundbreaking shit that my man is being a part of. And um, I can't wait to dig deeper into it. We're going to dig deeper into it when we jump in on the back end of the podcast. You know what I'm saying? But I know a lot of people who here want to kick it about what the topic is. But he here. We're going to chop it up. If you got any questions, I'm actually going to audition for his next play. I already got my monologue already down. So we're going to do this live. And if the nigga don't let me on... <laughs> This ain't even gonna air. This podcast ain't even gonna air because you ain't gonna promote your shit on my shit and not allow me to be a part of your production. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. This is what white people do all the time. It's called leverage. Ridiculous. Mm, this that. is this is ridiculous. And but what's crazy is that both of them walked up here and and swag was like, damn, I know cuz. And I'm thinking, like, anytime I see a nigga know somebody, I'm like, oh, Car must have fucked around, did some dumb shit. I thought it was gonna be some bullshit in the game. But tell these people how that you guys happen to know each other. Like, that's crazy. Northwestern, you recognize Northwestern. Uh, people know I'm a cop, so uh, so he stomped through them hallways right over there off West Grand Boulevard as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Coat Nation is in full effect, the big and all day, yeah. That's crazy. So, my thing is like being that y'all went to high school together, like, so um, what was uh, like, what was the Flip Wilson show like, like when y'all was coming up, like watching TV shows, like with Flip Wilson on them and the dramatics and going to them concerts and like that? But, Josh, shut the hell up. <laughs> What was Dave Ruffin like? Didn't Dave Ruffin go there with y'all? He a northern guy. <laughs> I be playing like I ain't just two years behind these niggas, bro. But I love to say that, you know what I'm saying? These niggas went to, you know, I went to Oak Park. Oak Park is 70% of Doughboy's cash out, and I promise you I'm never going to let you niggas forget that. You know what I'm saying? The dope man. The dope man. So, uh... I got some things I want to tap into as far as like what's going on in the world and the news. And um, okay, Super Bowl happened. We ain't going to that. Shout out to Matt Stafford for winning. City of Detroit is uh uh on on ten about that. So you know he got his he got his ring in and and, and, and we lit. You know what I'm saying? I, I think he deserve it. I appreciate him for that. And um, he came here and he, and he didn't do nothing but just put on for Detroit. And he gave us his heart. He gave us his soul. He went out there. He won one. Congratulations, Matt Stafford. Now um, oh go ahead, Car. Did you want to um chime in? Oh, no, nah, you know I'm not a Matt Stafford fan at all. Right, but more power to uh, what he did. I think he is a very overrated quarterback. But you know he did his thing, got a ring. You know, more power to him. More power to him. We ain't gonna make this about that because we got people on here. We got women on here. They don't give a fuck about Matt Stafford like that. He got his ring. Congratulations, white man. Go to the Hall of Fame. You did what you did, and you won. You know what I'm saying? Somehow he got out, but Calvin Johnson can get out. Barry Sanders can get out, but that white man did it. Him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He did it. And I got love for him, man. He, he, he got a little spot over there. Doughboy Clay sings better than Music Soul Child did last night. I didn't even, I didn't even watch that verses last night. And I, I watched the beginning of it low-key while I was doing laundry, and it, it seemed like it was the shit. I, I didn't realize Anthony Hamilton got a bunch of hits. I love Anthony Hamilton, but I forgot music is really that nigga. But um, I want to jump right in. Um, Lizzo is a... Let me read the actual... Uh, I actually took a... Uh, a screenshot of what the fuck going on with Lizzo. That's got a little bit going on behind scenes with me. Also, want to shout out Cuz one time. Shout out to my guy right there, Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? One time for the GOAT. You know what it is. This is ridiculous. <laughs> what are you doing, Josh? Got my nigga. How is you shouting him out for Black History Month? What? That's, a, that's a black man who made it. Doing what he loved. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to my... We ain't gonna say no names, but shout out to my nigga Pistol Hill. <laughs> Josh, shut the hell up. All right. So (laughs) what I want to jump into and talk about real fast, Lizzo says she's ready to pose for Playboy after getting her kitty cat pierced. And um, I guess, man, you know what I'm saying? 
I don't body shame. I don't have no way about it. I, big girls, I love them all. My thing is, I think Lizzo just trying, just trying, trying too hard. It's like, all right, you you ass out at the Lakers games. You always next, you always twerking, and she from the crib. Low key, and she actually popped up at the independent. Shout out to her. But it's like, all right, you got your pussy peers. Like, why are you forcing that on on the world? Like, I'm not saying nothing wrong with it, but it's like you don't have to force if they want to see it, they're gonna ask you, right? They're gonna ask you, they're gonna like, hey Lizzo, why don't you be in Playboy? Like, why are you forcing your 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 peers, that big fat, that big fat mother? You know that pussy fat because she's a big girl. And we fuck with the fat pussies, but it's like, why are you forcing this on, on Playboy like that? Let them ask you. That's my thing. It's like she forcing herself. That's what's bothering me. That's why I wanted to chill. Yeah. <laughs> Cars can't talk. I done seen some motherfuckers you had walking up out of here, Car, he's scared to talk. All I'm going to say is, I mean, nowadays with all this celebrity stuff, you don't know whether it's a play for attention, whether it's real, or whatever, but let's say it is real. Let's let's live in that reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It, it seems like yeah, Playboy or Vogue or a lot of this stuff. It seems you should not solicit them to be in it. They would come to you yes. to be a part of it, and then that way it's way more on your own terms. Because it would be even worse if she's a part of Playboy, and then they have her on some old like, oh, we gonna do the we usually don't have. So then it'd be Lizzo. Uh, a trans woman, uh, 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 a little person. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to be a part of the, oh, we usually don't do this Playboy edition. And then it feels like, is this a practical joke or some shit like that? Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's my play, bro. It's like, just why are you forcing it? That's my thing. And I feel like you almost like, if you don't put me in here, you just fat shaming because I'm a big girl. It's like, no, nah, maybe we just didn't get around to it. She's the groundbreaker for any new demographic to be accepted. Somebody got to go over the top and take the hit. She's walking so the other big girls can speed walk. That boy Trav trying to be funny a little bit. Um, <laughs> swag. I, I mean, what show, do you have a take on that? Like, do you feel a way about, like, would you feel a way if some girl was like, okay, how come everybody in your play is these little skinny, light-skinned bitches? Like, a Monique motherfucker was like, how come you ain't got no big, big, beautiful motherfuckers in your plays? Like, well, as far as that, how do you feel about the, being pressured into do something like that? I just feel like, you know, everybody love pussy. So it's the fact that oh, my shit, nigga went crazy. Uh, women, niggas, you know what I'm saying? Women loving their own pussy and things like that. So I don't feel like she forcing on them. You know what I'm saying? She's mm-hmm. trying to put herself in a way to shine light on what she got going on. Mm-hmm. No, I respect that. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I kind of just look at it like uh, I feel like it's a play of her using her celebrity and the fact that it's a bias that's out there to kind of force Playboy to be like, all right, let's make her a centerfold. Lisa Davis said, or you offended because she's a plus size woman What's the difference? No, I'm not offended at all. Like, I mean, I kind of just said it a couple times. I kind of just feel like she's trying to put these people in a in a situation where it's like we got to put Liz on here because if we don't, the uh, the 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 big girl community is gonna come and they're gonna say things about us and they're gonna make us feel crazy and da 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 and we got to put her in there. So that's just what I feel like. Lizzo is somebody who's very comfortable with her body. She's she has a sex appeal about her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you look at her until like I fuck with Lizzo. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, that's you know, Lizzo kind of seemed like she'll go down through there and it seemed like that's what it's about. But it's like, oh, just let them come get you because you have the confidence, you have everything it is. 
put it in there and let's do it. But don't use your platform as a way to force somebody to make you do some shit that yeah. it's like, that's just the way I feel like, because why do you need Playboy to put you in there? It's the same and thing. That's, with like, and that's kind of what I, it's like, do your own thing. She yeah. was, uh, she was nude Sad. on the cover of that album. I mean, it's kind of like when Spike Lee be begging the Oscars to get an Oscar. It's like, man, get award your goddamn self. You can do your own thing. And, and in a lot of ways, I, I would assume Lizzo's brand is... <laughs> as large or larger than Playboy, definitely larger than Playboy for any younger people, yeah. but like across the board, possibly as big. So she can release, if she wants to do a new shoot, she can do her own new shoot mm -hmm. on her own terms. She don't even necessarily need OnlyFans. She probably could build her own like website or it could be artistic. She can do her own thing. Like why you need Playboy? But yeah, well, that's my thing. Like that, we always talk about that. It's like, why do you need this validation from this place to say that you're beautiful and that you're sexy? Same. When, like he just said, it's it's any magazine in the world will put you on their paper. Always do those uh very 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 racy covers and shoots and shit like that. Or you can go to or you can create your own publication, like he said, and do it yourself and be as naked as you want. And if it ain't about the money, you can do it yourself. If it is about the money, you can go to a platform like OnlyFans or create something where it's subscription based where people pay to see that. You know what I'm saying? Call it Chunky Monkey, whatever you want to call it. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Do what you do. That's all I'm saying. I just feel like she's trying to make somebody do some shit when it's like for what. You know, I mean, and, yeah. and my and this is my question: Do have do, has Playboy ever really put big girls in their shit? They definitely the got them. They definitely got a motherfucking type. That's the thing, right? I there. have no idea, but uh, but it's like it's back to another thing where like black dudes are, are are black black women really ain't in Playboy, and and that's not the you know what I'm saying? Like that's not a part of our. They don't have that many black women in Playboy, let alone. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it ain't really for us. I assume Playboy is for if, white dudes. Flat out, if you're gonna be in Playboy, you gotta be able to take a. You gotta be able to take a Plan B. <laughs> if you don't fit the weight requirement to take a Plan B, they're not gonna put you in Playboy. That's just how it is. You gotta be 155. You probably can't even be 155. But now they have made the flip. Cardi B is their creative di director of creativity or the creative director now over there. So Cardi just said there's not a lot of black women in there. It might change. Maybe they might change up what they got going on. Mm -hmm. I remember it used to be King Magazine. Wasn't that the one that niggas used to run to? King Magazine? Yeah, yeah. King. You uh, niggas was around in 78. King. Remember that? Well, no, no. That would have been like, uh, what was that? Like uh, Black Tail. Oh, was, I or, remember Black uh, Tail. Um, like Players. But Black Tail was definitely the black porno magazine that I remember. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember Black Tail. Hold on. Uh, Trav said, uh, this is this is like white people saying, why do you need Little Mermaid to make your own... Uh, why do you need Little Mermaid make your own movie? And I said that too. Like, I don't need a... I don't need a Black Little Mermaid. Let's just make a movie where, you know, we got some shit going on. Like, it ain't got to be a mermaid movie. Like, I just always... I've never felt like we need to have something like... They need to make Spider uh, Superman black. It's like, why? Like, let's just make a dope-ass black superhero as opposed to having a... Make a version of theirs. Like, we don't need a Black Santa Claus, nigga. I'm straight. My daddy and them used to do that. My daddy and my mama used to... They used to scam out of uh, uh, Ace Hardware and, nigga, we used to get mad shit for Christmas. I knew who got my Christmas shit. I didn't need no, no, no black nigga with a beard, like, white beard. So my thing is this, dog. If you want representation, create your own. Like, stop trying to integrate into their shit to where, like, it's their rules. Playboy ain't gonna be like, they gonna make up reasons why they don't want to fuck with you. Do it your own. Make your own magazine full of big, beautiful women such as yourself can be in there. Big pussies everywhere. Pierced, unpierced, shaved, not shaved. All that wild shit. Do it yourself, man. Stop running to these people and trying to be on their platforms when they don't give a fuck about us. That's really what I'm saying. 
My man that created his own platform over here. He ain't got to run in no motherfucking body. He ain't got to go to Broadway if he don't want to. He ain't got to. He can make his own movies. He's making his own TV show. So it's like, that's all I'm saying, man. Shout out to Lizzo. I ain't saying chill because I don't want to see you naked. I'm just saying chill because you playing with these white folks and you ain't got to. Say that. Back the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? But you still be doing a little wild shit when you be at the games with your ass out. There's kids at the game. <laughs> Keep your ass to yourself. Like, don't be walking around with your ass cheeks out. And they was like, what if Rihanna did it? I don't want to see Rihanna ass either. Especially now she pregnant. She don't let that nigga get her pregnant. <laughs> she benefits from cancel culture. My nigga Buck might be on to something there. Because now you can you can get people to cancel motherfuckers. So now Playboy going to be like, all right, man, we got to give her a spread. So now they got to dedicate four pages to her. Yeah, but just one photo. When they put the little Nas X spread in that same magazine. She's gonna be feeling like what? Nah, nigga, that's gonna fuck the game up. They put little Nas X in there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I ain't even think about little Nas X getting in that bitch spread out, ass cheek spread out, looking wild. We ain't ready for that. That'll be a Playboy. Nah, that'll that. be an issue that I have no. Lisa Davis, how, Lisa Davis, how you feel about that? If little Nas X get on there and spread cheek. <laughs> Would I be offended by that? I probably would. I wouldn't buy that magazine though. That ain't for me. Real shit. Yeah, yeah that ain't for me. It's, it's a, it's I wouldn't a, buy it's an audience for that. Yeah, That's it ain't just for the not boy. Gonna be someone, but I don't buy Playboy anyway. You know what I'm saying? Flat out, I'm not watching it. So, uh, damn. As we proceed, uh, something else went on in the news. What's this, Riri? Crazy. I got love for Riri, man. She is the, the shit. All right, here. Let me see. I got to dip into my little Twitter real quick. Uh, and this is pretty much what the podcast is about. Um, uh, I don't know what position Cuz play, but Malik Monk plays for the LA Lakers. Guard. guard. He plays guard. Kari, uh, Kari fuck around with the fan, dude. That's why that nigga in the hole. <laughs> Malik Monk, uh, guard for the LA Lakers, uh, has been shooting his shot at Iggy Azalea for four years, and it just finally paid off. So it says, never give up, boy. So... This was like four years ago. She put up like a picture of herself um, at the iHeart Awards and uh, Malik Monk put up under their knee. I don't know if y'all can be able to see it like that, but this is the uh, bing, bang, boom. EJ ain't here, so Kari don't know how to do this shit for real. <laughs> so uh, hold on real quick. Everything she does go viral and she gets plenty of attention. Plus, that's just another check. If they can bring animals in the room, why not big girls? I mean, Damn, I guess big. they can. But like, again, like Damn, I said, Playboy got spreads with tigers or something. Like, I ain't know bestiality <laughs> was the thing that they was into. <laughs> I definitely ain't. Yeah. I didn't know that that was they bringing it into. I didn't know they had polar bears busting it open. But put it like this. Uh. She can get a check any kind of way. That's what we just said. But uh, just we moving on. Um, yeah. So basically, he cut into about four years ago, and then next thing we know, uh, they kicking it now. They were just seen out and about running the city together. So uh, my conversation was now just my topic. I wanted to kick it with the long game. I mean, have you guys ever kind of plotted on something and was like, I'm gonna keep working on it because eventually I'm going to get it, like Kari. Swag, whoever want to jump in first. I think I had one. I want y'all to go ahead and chime in. <laughs> I, I, I I defer to the uh, distinguished gentleman that's the guest. If so, you got something, if you don't, maybe So you the question something. is, have I uh, basically set a long-term goal and completed it? As far as with women. I mean, we, oh. this nigga finna talk about business. All day, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, women, oh yeah, most definitely. You know what I'm saying? You, you ain't got to say no names. Yeah, don't say no names. I don't want you to feel like you got to do that. But just, you know. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Sat back and uh, plotted some shit. What was the longest? What was the longest you sat down and waited on something um, and was like, all right, bet, I'm going to wait this out? Shit, believe it or not, man, it was three years. Oh, that's three a long time, but yeah, three years. A lot of time to go back. So, I mean, three years. Okay, so, and, and this, okay, so three years. What was the longest you might have went? 
Mm. Waiting on something. Uh, okay. So when you say waiting, because it's definitely ones that it's like, okay, I'm interested. It's mm-hmm. there. And that may be like psh, a long time. Yeah. But what do you consider waiting? Is waiting like one day we going to line up and it's good? Or is waiting like staying persistent and like putting in effort? Like how much effort do you waiting is always waiting? Waiting is always spinning the block. It's like you might have put a shot in and she wasn't talking about shit. You're like, all right. It don't mean every day. Everybody, mm. everybody, everybody. System. System is different. Everybody, the way they proceed about going about it, going about it, is different. So somebody might hit her every day. Somebody might hit her every two months. Somebody might be like, all right, I'm going to hit her up a once a year. My thing is, how long did you wait? What's the longest you waited? And then the goal. And then you always got to just, no, it's, it can be fucking. It's nine o'clock at night to hit or just to even build with her. How long did you wait? The longest. Mm, that's tough. I got to think on that for a second because if the spin the block, it could be the long term game. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it may be like, all right, I ain't even got the right play. And then you wait for the right play. And I ain't even contacting like year, 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 year. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, maybe five, six year window go. But you see, you, 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 yeah, IG yeah, yeah, lurk. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, when the right time come, play I'm come, I'm going. Mm-hmm. So if that's the play, shit, maybe we talking. Decade seven, right. you know what I'm saying. Damn. But if we yeah. if we talking more like okay, I'm tapping in like every other month or like quarterly or mm-hmm. twice a year, maybe about two years. Two years. I think I might have. I might have. I might. It might have been about three, four years. Maybe maybe three, four years. Maybe three, four years. Um, I have absolutely did that re reset. I did that with this guy on my job back in the day, and I got him eventually. How long did it take? My nigga Buck said, "Gotta protect the innocent." Or he, I guess he talking about the little Nas X. <laughs> Y'all be talking about that. But um, my thing is uh, I think it was about four years. The little chick I wanted to kick it with, whatever, had been around for whatever reason, she was still around. And I we, you know, it started off, she didn't even fuck with me for reasons that was whatever. And then I could tell she wanted to fuck with me. We tried, and then it kind of fell off. And then I would shoot my little shot here and there again. Boom, bang, boom, came back around, and then you know, spent the block and then it got out. You know what I'm saying? And we did that. So it was about four years. About four years, four Wait, years. I, I, before we get into, uh, like, Riri, you unpacking everything else first. So mm-hmm. I, I want to say, like, before we get into that, like, it's kind of like systems, too. Because cause oh, sometimes when you when you make that connection, like, that's why I say, you know, the, the older I've got, the more I realize you need the right play. Because right. what's so funny, sometimes it has, like, been like, all right, I, let's meet up. Let's meet up. Let's meet up. And then it's like, all right, this is what I want to go and all of that stuff. That's where I may be signing all over the place. But I like I feel more comfortable if it's something that will bring us together around what it is, especially if I already know her versus just saying I want to see you because that whole I want to see you shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like I now I need to have way more to bring to the table than just I want to see you. It's hard to just be like I done known her for 15 years and then I'm I'm seeing her again, you know, since high school, and it's like, oh, I just wanted to see you, and it's like, uh, that's it, like that's nothing right. else, like, well, what's what's going on? No, 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 no. It's definitely got to be, it got to be some work on both sides, like you know, what I'm saying you got to both put it in. She said it took me about six months to a year. My nigga Buck said, "Fuck no." Oh, Buck was talking about uh probably Nas X, yeah. no, no, he wasn't talking about Nas X. I believe he's probably talking about uh Lizzo walking around with her ass hanging out at the game. He's got to protect innocence as far as the babies. Um. Yeah, man, it took me, because put it like this, we was, okay, okay, how can I say this without incriminating anybody? All right, so put it like this, I was fucking with a friend of hers, and she felt a way about it, 
But you know, a lot of times girls and then for whatever reason, she be like, I don't fuck with that nigga. Whoa, 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 whoa. But she didn't fuck with me because she fucked with me and I was already fucking with her girl. So time passed, her and her girl fell off like most women do. They always fall off. So you can end up catching up with a friend. And then we built something and then we started messing around here and there. Nothing serious ever happened. And then like... I believe she moved and then I lived my life. I think I had a whole nother baby. It's so crazy that I had babies and people that came back and I was a new kid in my life. Shout out to both my babies, Jojo and Ken. It's Nick Curry, man. Shit, come in somebody, nigga. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> um, so then put it like this, cuz. So then she, uh, we start kicking it, whoopty woo. She back around and then, you know, the energy was there, but she still played that energy like she ain't fuck with me. But some of my hair was like, she fucking with me. So I put pressure here and there. Boom, 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 boom. And then we ended up having consensual sex several times. And it was a very, 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 um, it was a cool experience. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely have done the, uh, the waiting game. I, I got my sniper on. I sat. I laid in the bushes and waited. And um, I think we can be patient. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and again, for what she was going to say, was it worth it? I believe it was. I, I think. I believe it was. I, I think it. you feel like it's not worth it if you put too much energy into whatever the chase is. So, like, if I'm that guy, you know, if I'm like Urkel and Laura, where I'm calling her every day, like, he keep treating you bad. He keep treating you bad. He keep treating you bad. Is you moving back to Detroit? Is you moving back to Detroit? Like, yeah, you're going to feel like you've put too much energy in. But I think like everything, you got to temper your energy and attention and interest in whatever this is where you're not going out the way, but it falls within a comfort zone that. It's managed. But I thought she meant at the, like, the end of it all. Like, overall, like, this I, is my thing. Like, not even a, like, because my thing is this. is like, if 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 the pussy wasn't good, it was like, damn, I did all this for nothing in the but, sex But world. what I'm saying is the more energy you put in, the more expectation you have for whatever it's going to be. So if I put a whole lot of energy in the pursuit of this, and then it ends up coming out with a less than expectation, now all of a sudden, like, the more energy I put in, the heightening, it's heightening my expectation. So... That's what would make me feel more like it wasn't worth it. Whereas if I was still cool about it and I was moving like I, you know, mm -hmm. in a comfort zone, then now I can really look at this honestly. Whereas if I put a lot of energy and extras on it, like if I relocate myself to Vegas because that's where she at and mm -hmm. shit like that. Now, all of a sudden, yeah, I'm in my bag. Well, yeah, you're spending a lot of energy there. What you trying to say, Swag? So, penis is attention to this conversation, right? Mm -hmm. So, are we talking about adult life or are we talking about when we was younger type shit? I think adult. Okay, well... Because yeah. when you a kid, shit, it's like, you know, how long you gonna wait when you a kid to get some pussy? You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't tripping, nigga. Then it ain't... I mean, then the three-year thing, I was going off some high school shit. Now, oh. Nowadays, it's like, I ain't got to. You feel me? It's like... Yeah, 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 yeah. You know I mean, I guess because in high school, it's like you're not making adult decisions. You're kind of messing around. The feelings ain't really real. Anything can go however long it got to go. So in reality, it's not much invested in it. Like he already said, I'm going to call you. Must bust. Josh? I don't know. Okay. But um, <laughs> what I think is this is that Lisa Davis. What I think is this, um, Kari, is that, uh, like you said, a kid can't get up and move. I guess you could in high school. I mean, in high school, in college. I guess, like, and you're still a kid in college. But like Kari said, if I move to Vegas with to, to be with somebody and then it all turned out to be some bullshit, it's like, damn, like, was this all worth it? But in my head, just putting in, like, not even excluding being a kid, it's like waiting to get something that you wanted and then getting it and being like, damn, it just really wasn't all what it cracked up to be, regardless of the energy you put into it. If it ain't 
this thing that you thought it was going to be, you're going to still be, whether you tapped in once every three weeks or if you tapped in every day, I think it's, if it's some bullshit. But my situation was very, 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 uh, I fucked with it. Shout out to her. You guys want to say swag or? Nah, I'm just listening to the conversation, man. Oh, okay. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I thought I, you... my, my shit is just a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? It's, I mean, they choose and pick in, so I really ain't got to do much of sitting around waiting on nobody. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So, All right. So so basically what you're saying is you come, you build with who going to build with you. So more so, they in the cut for you. And the, it's the opposite. You know, you can say that. You know what I'm saying? You can say that because they already know what they're going to do with you when they see you. All right. So have you noticed a woman like, have you noticed that energy? Like the energy of a woman that's like, okay, she kind of in the tuck. I see she about to make her move. It's just a long game with her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She was like, can you come to Sunday service this this week, brother? Or or whatever it may be. Yeah. You, what know, else, what you know what I'm saying? I had some of those okay just recently. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say no names. But yeah. I'll ride with somebody and say, you know what? I always wanted to fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? I always wanted to fuck you and things like that. Which... I knew, I just never pursued it. Mm-hmm. So I think like when you sit back and you know somebody or you see the relationship, you're like, okay, well, I know this ain't gonna work. Mm-hmm. So I know it's gonna, I know when this don't go well, this gonna fall right in my lap. You dig what I'm saying? So it's like, I ain't gotta uh, play that long game and say, I'm gonna sit back and wait on her. I'm gonna sit back and do this. You know what I'm saying? Because when certain people come to you, it's like, yup, this shit ain't gonna go well. Mm. I, know, I know you be back. I know mm. it's going to come back around. You know what I'm saying? Mm. She's going to spin a block. You know, so it's it's been like that for me. And just recently, it just took place a couple of days ago. You know what I'm saying? Just like, hey, yeah, I always wanted to fuck you. Like, oh, yeah. Mm. We going to do something? Uh, I don't know. You mm. just play that. You dig what I'm saying? So... I'm, I'm just tripping because that orange shares energy versus like two two podcasts ago is like the exact opposite from what Marv was talking. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like bizarre world from from retention where he like yo, it's gonna fall in your lap. You just gotta know how to play the game, my G. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's like uh, a mind thing. You know, so you know what it is when you see everybody naturally we attracted to each other. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So you get that that. So you already know what it is. So I ain't really gotta mm-hmm. chase you because it's, you know I was told. You get your shit together, they're going to come to you. You ain't got to go to them. You dig what I'm saying? So it depends on when you wet in your life. That's why from the beginning, I'm thinking we're talking about high school kid shit because it ain't been like that for me in a long time. Oh, well, yeah. This nigga just came and made me feel like a child. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. I'm chasing the wrong shit. My nigga said, my nigga, if you chase the money, these bitches come with it, my nigga. Bottom line, you know what I'm saying? It ain't no long game. These hoes come right now whenever you want them to come. They like, Uber, nigga, you hit the button, the bitch come over to the house. Hold on, what did we we read what Ruby said? Oh, the wrong game? No, no, we didn't. Let me see. Hold on, Ren, let me get her in. I didn't put too much energy into it, but it just that I have issues with setting my expectations too high. I always imagine how things will go and then when it doesn't go as expected, it's I guess I can't see the rest of that. It's like I let myself down. And then she says she kicked me uh, about six uh, about a year. Year, mm-hmm. year to six months. I mean, yeah. I understand that. I mean, I guess he right. I mean, when it comes down to it, you know what I'm saying? You play the game long, especially if it's just about pussy. But if you're trying to build with somebody, like, and, 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 and the thing to think about that is, like, when you're kicking it with somebody, what may, some people you won't play the long game with. What what about a person, what about a woman do you see in her and be like, bitch, if you ain't trying to fuck around now, then I ain't finna play with you. Then somebody else to be like, I'll wait the time out because I think this is worth it. I, I was yeah. going to say, and I guess I look at it like, it's, it's an interesting dance because so much of this in biz is it's like 
it is business in some ways, but it's life. Like, yeah, it's certain things that I'm patient for. It's certain plays, even in, in all worlds, where it's like, okay, I'm gonna get there, mm-hmm. and, and I do track. So I, I guess we would differ on that in swag because definitely with certain women, it's like, all right, you know, I'm gonna be patient. You know what I'm saying? Because I think a connection is there, but. I'm I'm here or I see a possible connection. So I'm not going to lose any favor because I'm in another situation or she may be in another situation. But at the same time, you know, it's other women where you write, Josh, like it just seems like we going to the, the number one thing that scares me is when I feel like, you know, you know, I always speak about my terms. Mm-hmm. If I see a woman that's saying, yeah, I think I see your vision. I think I see your terms, but everything in my gut says, nah, she going to want to change me. Mm -hmm. She really Mm -hmm. is not understanding of who I am and what I'm doing in my grander vision. So she's going to feel like she wasting her time very soon. Kind of like what Riri said. Then I pull back fast because it's like, I don't want no, I I don't even like the energy around people that don't like being around me. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Wait, you should say something. I sent your hand up, but you good. Yeah. Um, I lost my motherfucking train of thought. <laughs> Not exactly, huh? Go down. Go to Lisa Davis real fast. She just said, Not exactly, because if we grin with, if we grin with, we end with you. If we grin, we end with you. Oh, if we grin, we end with you. If we grin with you, we end with you. I heard that before. Yeah, I heard that too before, but um, I mean, I don't know. Like you said, I mean, like I always say this, I can never see me fucking like the older I get, the age gets the age that I'm dealing with. The youngest goes from like now, it's like 28. I can't fuck with you if you're younger than that. And we always say like, what if it's a badass little 22-year-old bitch, fat ass titties, just a scandalous motherfucker. It's like, we got to fuck right here and right now. <laughs> Wherever we at. It can't be no, it can't be no, because you're going to start talking about young boy NBA, and I'm going to be like, you know, NBA young boy, I'm like, I don't really know about, we have nothing in common, so if all we own is some fucking shit, that's the only way, and it rarely happens like that, so that's how I know I'll never get fucked around with a 22, 3, 4, 25-year-old, even the 25-year-olds love me. It's like, yeah. I have to, at a certain age, which is funny, he even brought it up, like, I thought we were talking about kids shit, at a certain age, shit just changed so in reality when it comes down to it it's just if, if if you carry yourself a certain way if you move around just in conversation you know what's up with somebody in conversation mm-hmm. i can tell if you somebody i want to pursue and i'm gonna I'm I'm try to see what's up with you in the long in the in, in the long term but in reality right off top it's like this is somebody i wouldn't even fuck with like that it, but it depends it depends on where you at in your life too though mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying what you're looking for so if it's just a fuck thing it's gonna be a fuck thing but uh it's kind of we you know Riri as a as a female saying that she waiting that she waited for someone for six months to a year, mm-hmm. and from my experience, when a woman is waiting on somebody, they have a desire for a specific character. And what I mean by that, for an example, you got some woman who love, let's say Method Man. I got a one girl in my stage play. She like Method Man. So when I want her to do some type of sexual noises and things like that, I say, hey, think about Method Man. And she comes out with these things. Mm. So I feel like when a woman is going after a man for that long, it's because you fit the description of what she desires. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? So at that point, she's imagining what it would be like if she was with Method Man. You dig what I'm saying? So she wouldn't wait that time to seek because she might not get to that Method Man. But I got a dude right here that reminds me of that Method Man. I'm going to sit back and lay on him. You dig what I'm saying? So I think from a woman's perspective, it's different from ours. Yeah, and I, what I and, and the crazy thing about that is, is like, I ain't never know, I didn't know that pimps did stage plays and directed them like that because that was a lot of pimp <laughs> shit that you just did. And he was like, look, bitch, if you want to get it done, who, who you like, ho? 
<laughs> that's the cow then. Imagine that's the cow. And she oh, went in that bitch like, nigga, push it out. You know, it's hard out here. I need that from you. That's funny. What would you finna say, Car? I was gonna say, like, definitely the imagination is no is big in that. And I think it's on both sides. Like for everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, wh- whatever it may be. You know what I'm saying? It's many people, definitely from Detroit, that move to Atlanta, mm-hmm. but build up in their mind what Atlanta's gonna be like, and then they get down there, and it's like same shit. Yeah, it's like what, what the hell? Like yeah. I thought it was gonna be like, you know what I'm saying? Like you know what I'm saying? Ti was gonna walk up to me, give me the ticket, and I'm winning. And it's like what the fuck going on? Mm-hmm. I think relationships can be like that too, because mm-hmm. like meeting those expectations. So really, that's my biggest insecurity about you know that will back me off of a woman. And when you said like the age range. Age range definitely does character carry like certain wisdoms because mm-hmm. it's just gonna be certain things that it, even if a twenty four year old knows it, they haven't felt it. Like so, a twenty eight year old or a twenty nine, yeah. well thirty four year old, whatever you want to say. Yeah, but I, I do think the biggest thing is just you know it, unhappiness is tough, man. That's a sh- tough energy to be around. So when. I can telegraph a person that's like still kind of spinning their wheels. And I think a lot of younger people are spinning their wheels because I remember what it was like when I was 20 something spinning my wheels, Mm -hmm. uh, trying to make something happen. Just so much energy, the lack of patience that I had. Yes, it's a tough energy to be around, bro. So it may have to be more like right now, right here, because that's more where their energy is right now than anything else. All right. Riri said, I don't think it's about chasing. You can let a person know you're interested without chasing them. I just made it obvious and kept it pushing. I mean, and we like that sometimes because, you know, women don't have a good way of letting somebody know that they interested without, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, they non-verbals ain't really like that. So it's like, I, it's the fact that you let cuz know what time it was and y'all pursued that, that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Wait, I think it's wait. a certain maturity that come with that, being able to cut into a nigga. That's we true. also gotta be, we gotta advocate for women too because women know if they come with the sword like, I like you, it's also the probability that they thinking that all he gonna be thinking is like, Okay, well, that means we can smack. And she may be wanting more than just him smacking. And, mm. and it, and it kind of changed, too. You know what I'm saying? She's uh, At the beginning, she was saying something like, you know, she waited for like a year and a half. So that means that she was the the, uh, the predator, per se, correct? Yeah. So now it's like, well, I just let her know I liked them and kept it pushing. So that kind of like changed the narrative. Oh, from what she's saying from one to correct, the other. Correct, correct. I didn't put an interview to him, but it's just that I had an issue with setting my expectations too high. I imagine how things would go. I don't too much remember what she said, but she did say, I think she said she waited. So I think she let the nigga know what time it was and maybe she sat around. like So maybe not as pursuing like, nigga, I like you, I like you. Like, hey, what's up? I'm fucking with you. Mm-hmm. And then Cuz probably was like, all right, doing what he did. Like, all right, you know, maybe he was in a situation and then he came back around and then it became something. Okay. So it wasn't like she was in pursuit. She just said, look, nigga, this pussy here, if you want to fuck with me, <laughs> and I would like to know you get to know you more. And he was like, "All right, you know." He might have kept it a thousand. Like I got shit going on. I'm gonna get back with you when I get with you. I appreciate you bringing that pussy over and let me know what's up is offered to me, and I'll come back around. So, um, it, it definitely could have been one of them scenarios right there, though. But uh, let me see what else you got. Read laughing. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, all right, let's jump into uh. Oh, wait a minute. Let me think I got where the hoes at. I do got where the hoes at. We finna jump over to the next segment. We're gonna get into chopping it up with my guy swag real quick, man. Um, I got a where the hoes at. And then for the people know that where the hoes at, it don't mean nothing about women or fucking or nothing like that. It's just where a whole lot of whole ass activity going on at. And it's in the comedy game right now, man. It's a lot of hoes in the comedy game. Uh somebody just kicked it with me about a comedian and felt away about me because I didn't want to do a couple of this person's shows. And it made me laugh because I knew he didn't fuck with me he felt the way about it but it was like 
I'm I just man, I talk about it here all the time, man. It's just certain shit I'm not doing no more, bro. Like I'm at a point in my career where nigga, I know I can go in any room and do what I need to do, but I'm not going into no room screaming over a bunch of niggas who don't want to hear the show. They watching the fucking game and they eating, they eating lamb chops, nigga, and they kicking it. The venue ain't set up for that, nigga. I'm straight on that. I did that when I was younger. I got that shit up. I I, I showed I can do it. I don't have to do that no more. I'm only doing comedy for motherfuckers who want to see comedy. That's where I'm at with it. And um, I just think it's weird that uh. Uh, let me finish my thought real quick. I just think it's weird that a man can feel a way about another man saying that. I didn't say fuck you. I said, nah, man, I just don't want to do that. And the fact that I told you no, that's feminine to me. Like, my girl get mad at me. You know what I'm saying? Your girl get mad at you when you say no to her. It's like, if Kari tell me he can't do something, I'm not going to be like, fuck Kari. If Swag say, man, I can't do it. I'm not going to say fuck Swag. Like, nigga, I do any show that you do that makes sense if it's right. But a lot of the new niggas doing shows anywhere. They doing them at venues where, oh, this is the hottest venue. Now everybody hang out here. So they go ask the owner to do a club, like do a comedy night there. The owner don't give a fuck about this show. He give a fuck about these patrons. So he not going to tell them to be quiet. He going to buy nigga, they buying drinks, they eating here chilling. I don't give a fuck about this comedy show. Nigga, you asked me to do this shit. Take this little bit of money that I'm going to give you to do it and hand it off. So it's like, nah, man. And niggas ain't doing it right. Like, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of niggas that got rooms ain't equipped to handle the room. Like, you know, Kool-Aid had a room called Lucky's. It's views now. And that was a hood-ass bar. And Kool-Aid, because he was one of the funniest niggas in the world, and he knew how to put a comedy show together, he turned them niggas into a comedy audience. A lot of niggas don't have the ability to do that. So I'm not coming to your room to yell at a bunch of niggas. Like, I'm not doing the uh, impossible for the ungrateful no more. I'm not going to come tear this room down. And they be like, this is the funniest nigga in the world. And then they turn right back around and get to talking and not giving a fuck. Niggas like, I, 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 my ego points up enough for that shit. I know I can do it. I, they don't pay me no more money. These niggas ain't coming to shows. I might get a couple fans out of it or supporters out of that. And I appreciate that. But, bro, I, uh, I, I can put my own shows on and I do comedy shows now where motherfuckers want to see comedy. But this kind of go back to... I mean, you know, I hate to equate so much of business to relationships, but relationships, all business is based on relationships. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's back to terms. You know what I'm saying? Whoever that is doesn't respect even setting boundaries of terms. So this is like a bigger things that I would unpack. And I would say, no offense to whoever that comedy comedian is, but obviously probably that comedian ain't even evaluating what those terms are. And you know how I always say, like, it's a difference between hustling and business. I feel like a hustler is trying to maximize as much money as they can make every day. You know? Whereas a business person sees the long-range game. So, like, a hustler would, like, I don't know, UPS truck, uh, flips over on a street, a bunch of iPads spread across uh, in front of their house. They're going to snatch all them iPads up because the UPS driver, you know, died in the crash or whatever. And they're going to sell all 100 iPads in a day and they'll make, you know, let's say 10 bands. And then the very next day, they friend be like, hey, man, I got a hustle. You want to sell uh, Tiger tickets outside for opening day? And it's like, hell yeah, because they're not even thinking to themselves, I made 10, so let me take that 10 and invest in something so I don't have to do this type of risky shit tomorrow. So not saying that that comedian is that, but I think oftentimes we think such in hustle mode and maximizing right now that we're not even dictating what would be better terms. How do I enhance the experience for the people coming so that like every time they see my name it associates with a brand that people will know that it's going to be a good comedy show comedians will love this shit the venue will love this shit like it's a win 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 for everybody involved so that people don't mind spending more money versus saying 
shit. This they they got an empty Tuesday night, and the guy said, "I know you do comedy, so fuck it. Here go five hundred dollars. Give see if you can get more comedians." And now he's looking at you mm-hmm. like you a whole ass nigga because you don't want to do it because it's like everybody else did it. But and he ain't even thinking to himself, why would he say no? Why does this not fit him? Versus he took it as a personal attack. Versus of a versus a what about? The business does he say yes to? Why did he say no to me? And why is he saying yes to this and no to that? It comes to a to respect thing, you know what I'm saying? Just for a little short period of time that I kicked it with Josh, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, he didn't respect the level that he's on or don't respect the level that Josh is on, you know what I'm saying? You have to always come back and see what somebody's at. So he had a plan in his mind. I'm just, you know, from just speaking from what the little information that was given to me. Mm-hmm. So he had a a perspective in his mind of something he want to do. Why wouldn't he do it? It's about money. This is what you do. Yeah. You say this is what you do. Let's get it and do it. But just like how you heard Josh state, I'm at a certain place. The dude didn't respect the artist. Mm-hmm. He didn't respect Josh and, and, and the place that he's at. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why you always come to the table first other than just trying to uh, tell somebody, well, this is what I got going on and come and do this while I feel some type of way. And then uh, a lot of people feel that you can't tell them no. They feel like my, I didn't accomplish this. I didn't did this. I didn't did that. You feel some certain type of way about yourself. Mm. So when you come and tell me no, nigga, how can you tell me no? I did this. I that's accomplished deep. this. You dig what I'm saying? That's, that's you can't tell me no. Look that's at where deep. I'm at. You dig? You know. So coming from both sides, I've I've been there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, I've been there. But it's like it's all it's always about respecting the artist, respecting the business. That's what he didn't do. And 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 on top of that. As somebody, rest in peace, Kool Aid, mm-hmm. Northern Northwestern guy, and Kool Aid would drop me game along the way because I'd ask Kool Aid to do stuff and he'd say I can't do comedy there because it's not set up for comedy. <laughs> but he at least dropped that gem in my mind and I didn't take it. But oftentimes, like when you think like a hustler, you think, all right, well, fuck it. I know I said five hundred. Fuck it. What if I give you a thousand? What if I give you two thousand? We think if we keep throwing money at it. And what's funny, this is also how a lot of men engage with women, too. Like, mm-hmm. if I keep throwing gifts at her, I keep throwing money at her, eventually I don't get her to fold. People will see my way. But the reality is it don't work like that sometimes because if if a person's thinking more long range mm-hmm. and you're thinking short term, then you're not even seeing how that connect. Because the other thing about, like, an artist is they build their brand and their audience. Mm-hmm. And it's unique because I look at Kevin Hart with his rollout for his new tour. The venues they go to will be a certain thing. Mm-hmm. The way that it's set up, even the way they set up the venue is a certain way. A great artist for that, I think, is Wiz Khalifa. When Wiz Khalifa does a show, it's very particular. Like, you almost walking into Wiz's world. Mm-hmm. Be- but you have to, because he his audience, like Josh's audience, it's like he's coming, if executed correct, he may have anywhere between, like, 30 to 50 women between the ages of like about 28 to about 45 that may have PhDs to master's degrees and mm-hmm. shit like that. So if if they go to a venue and it's some whole different type of shit, mm-hmm. they're not thinking about who that promoter is or Josh looked out for who that comedian was because it's like it's on the slide. They're going to look at Josh like, Josh, you had me pent up in the quarter with some dude that was fresh out for serving 20 years saying, bitch, you acting stank because you don't give me your motherfucking number. Yeah, and that's, that's on Josh. And that's why I tell niggas now, nah, bro. Like, I got to know what I'm doing and where I'm doing it at because mm-hmm. I got people who want to come see me do my thing. And if I'm on their side of town, or if they might even get in their car and make the trip and get dressed and put gas in their car and get and pay for a babysitter, I got to make sure that the spot represent me and take care of my people. Like, I mean, nigga, just go back to the, the show we just did on February 11th, bro. 
I made sure we walked every woman to the car and it was at least 90 women in there. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. walked them to the car. So it's like, and the venue and the venue wasn't anywhere that was weird, but the parking was set up to where they had to walk, park far. So I wanted to make sure they were straight. And like you said, just going back to what he was saying, it's like, nigga, niggas like that, you know what I'm saying? In my opinion, they won't be here a year from now. They won't be here two years from now. Nigga, I'm 16 in this bitch mm-hmm. and a lifetime to go. So it's like, nigga, in reality, you talking the shit you talking and you saying what you saying. It's like, nigga, and when I hear the word hustler, I don't knock the word hustler, but nigga, that shit don't work in this world. Nigga, I dedicated 16 years to this bitch. So just because you think you finna hustle and flip, that ain't got nothing to do with me, nigga. Now, if you the came to me and be like, bro, like you said, well, how do I make this work then? Because I mean, I guess mm-hmm. I'm OG for real. So it's like, my well, nigga, this is what I think. If you do this, bam, bam, boom, and, and you can turn it around and make it work, because I want to see it work if this is really what you're doing. But I think in reality, you ain't got a room at the spot that everybody go to and you think you that man because you're on a flyer doing a comedy show at a spot that you like, oh, I'm the man because I'm doing it here. It's like, no, you just a nigga at somewhere where they don't give a fuck about you. I don't want to do comedy and do business with nobody who don't respect me or give a fuck about me. I'm good on that, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I've been on and that's what I'm going to stay on. So, you know, I mean, the nigga can feel away and like I said, it don't matter to me. I mean, if the nigga asked me and booked me and he had a decent room, nah, I go fuck with him because that's that's comedy. That's business. Like, I can do, I can get money with you. I don't feel no way about you. Mm But um, it's just like, nigga, no. Like, I just think that's corny for me for a nigga to just be mad at a nigga like he said no to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nigga, come on, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? That that, that, that ain't what it is, my nigga. So that is a, uh, that's where the hoes at this week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they in comedy. <laughs> well, you know, it's that self-entitlement thing too, man. You know what I'm saying? A lot of guys feeling self-entitled. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they looking at the money and all the above. But again, if you respect that artist or that man, come to that individual's business and see what their point of view is. You dig what I'm saying? Like I said it before, the little time that I didn't kicked it with you. This I'm talking to him specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He chose to say, this is what I want for this individual, that individual. He gave the layout. So you deal, you might be dealing with someone who don't have a vision compared to someone who have a vision compared to short term and long term. Yep, you dig yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And specifically what he said. Nigga, I do comedy. I don't want to do no shows for no one. Oh, that nigga funny as hell and then turn back around and start doing their own thing. Ooh. I want to be in front of a crowd for the people that want to come and see comedy. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. And then it ain't about chasing the dollar. Not no more. And then that's also, gonna come. That's gonna also, come real shit. And thinking in the world of business, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of OGs I know and and connect with, and I'm gonna do some things with, and I've done things with. But sometimes the plays may take dec- it, it may take 10 years to circle back, back and weigh- laying in the cut because mm-hmm. it got to be the right play where we both can win. Exactly. And it may it may be like, yo, I still support you. I'm going to do something. But it got to come instead of forcing something to be like, all right, now, nah, you know, because you can't just sit and meet with Josh and go all his way and it ain't none of your vision. because yeah. That's going to make you feel like how Riri felt over the expectation. It got to it got both turn. Both parties got to walk away feeling like, OK, we both will put some skin in the game, yep. but we both feel like this is a win that we believe in. I, I agree to that to a certain degree. And the reason why I'm saying it's like this, we are soldiers. Say I'm say I'm the captain of the platoon, whatever okay. the case may be. We in a place never been before. And I'm using that as a metaphor to comedy. I'm not a mm-hmm. funny nigga. You know what I'm saying? But I'm an individual. I'm a creator. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So just because I'm the leader don't mean that I can get us out this jungle. I have to sit back and let that individual who knows their way around this jungle mm-hmm. take lead. So I can't really say, well, if my both our vision is not being met, we're not going to win. We need to step and let this guy lead this platoon so we can get to where we got to go. So it's going to be time for me to move back 
and let this man do his job. Oh, yeah, yeah. You dig everybody what I'm saying? Don't get with, everybody ain't on that shit, though, where it's like, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the quality of a good leader is a nigga, at one point, he was a soldier. Hmm. So it's like, nigga, sometimes you got to fall back and be like, yeah, nigga, uh, I don't know shit about this. Like, hey, nigga, how the fuck do we get out this jungle? You a nigga who familiar with this area? <laughs> I'm going to follow you. Bottom That's what a leader. It ain't a leader being like, oh, I'm that nigga. You need to listen to the fuck I'm saying. It's like, nigga, I don't know everything. So like when it come to business, I defer the card. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, nigga, if I'm fucking with this nigga, we doing a play. I know how to make the play funny, but you know how to structure a play. Now, if I come through and say, hey, bro, we should do this. You like, bro, it's called blocking, my nigga. They have to turn this way. If you turn this way, they don't see what you're saying. So it's like, I, I understand all that and self-entitlement, bro. Like, I just, I'm sure I got my ways and I'm entitled when it comes to certain shit, but I'm working on all that. But I feel like, bro, I'm not, I'm damn near like 89% of the way out of that, bro. Like, I'm so removed from self and ego, like, that it's like, nigga, no, I don't know. Tell me what I need to do. Or, nigga, hey, I, my, my, my saying is this now, nigga. Hey, bro, if I'm tripping, tell me. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, I did that when I don't get something to eat. I was like, look, it ain't really a lot of chicken on this motherfucker. <laughs> if I'm tripping, just tell me I'm tripping. If I am, I'll take it. And they look like, no, nah, you ain't tripping. Right. So that's just where I'm at with it, man. And I, like I said, nigga, Real shit. I, I, I got a lot of from, I got some information when it comes to comedy. If niggas want it, I'll give it to them. And the only thing, the crazy thing about it, I'm still learning. I'll tell a nigga, hey, bro, if I don't know, hey, go hard with Howie Bell. I'm going to ask Howie. Or I'm going to go ask... And it might be a new nigga who got game on some shit that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, bro, I see you fucking around on that social media. How that shit work when you be doing a sponsored ads? Like, what do you do? But niggas too much already feel like they got it figured out and they jump in the game and they think they know something. And that be my niggas. Like, when I when, when a nigga, when a nigga, when I get, when niggas ask me something, I get to talking and then a nigga cut me off because I don't really like, to, I don't like talking over niggas and I don't like niggas talking on me. I let niggas get it out. And, when a nigga cut me off, like, well, I, just, I just stopped talking. I'm like, well, this nigga already know everything. I mean, what, what, what I'm going to tell him? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's, you asked me something, and then you was like, yeah, because I, oh, well, then you be, nigga. That's where I'm at with it. So, the hoes in comedy, shout out to y'all. I got love for y'all niggas, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm 16 strong, man. We're, we'll see where you niggas at in 2023. Um, Lisa said, that's why I like ugly niggas back, but then I bring them rats, too, because they're curious to know what he's doing and how he's doing it. I don't know, man. She's speaking in code. <laughs> we love you, though, Lisa. Exactly. Something like that. Something like that, Josh. All right. So we got my man in the building, dog. Like I said, um, I met him at a show. We sat down and kicked and chopped him up, man. He got a stage play that's uh, is dropping when? March 26th. March 26th at the Senate Theater. That's over there on Michigan. Over there, man. Nice venue, man. I've done, like, nigga, I did a movie premiere over there. I performed at a, a big comedy show over there. So, uh, like... And, and, and like, just tell people your background, what you've done so far, and you know we'll get into where we at now. Like, just tell people like how how you go from selling drugs to doing plays, bro. <laughs> I'm lying, he ain't no drug dealer. Just uh, dressed like one. <laughs> it's for a play. Oh uh, shit. Um, I've been writing for a long time now. You know, I went from uh writing stage plays for churches and things like that. Um, uh, writing music. Like I said, I play the piano. Um, it's just that I feel more at home writing movies and stage plays. So that's why I met with that. So do you remember the first gospel play that you wrote? Like, do you remember that? Um, top of your head, just the title. Yes, it do. The title is called uh, Willing to Change. Mm. Willing to Change. And did it, was it one of the ones like, did it sell out? I mean, I mean, I mean, like, I don't know how it worked. Well, it, I was younger, you know, I've been writing since I was like 14, you know what I'm saying? So, um, it was a church thing and, you know, it was just the church family situation. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't 
particularly at any venue other than at the church. Oh, so everybody was going to be there. So how did anyway, they, res- how did they respond to the play? How did they respond to it? Um, they like it? Yeah, they loved it. They, you know, how, you know, keep it going. Keep doing what you're doing. But at, the, at that time that I feel what I was doing and didn't have the resources necessary, the 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 main support wasn't there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, man, you're doing a good job. I love what you're doing. You want me to keep going, but there's no support. Mm. So now at this uh, time and place in my life, I'm uh, from seven. I did uh, production. I own my own production company. So I was like 17 years old. Okay. You know, so I, I did parties, bought out bars, live entertainment, so forth and so on. Okay. I just feel at home doing stage plays and movies. Oh, so you went from the pulpit to Patron? Bottom line. I ain't mad at that. <laughs> so my thing is like, so when you look at your older work, and I know how I feel about man, do you look at your like, because you were so young, but like it was good for the time, but you look like, oh man, I really didn't, I really wasn't on it like I was supposed to be on it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt. Sometimes I go back and read my shit and I say, man, what, what was I trying to go with it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or why they, they was lying when they say they like this shit. You know what I'm saying? But, the, but it do be good. But as an artist, you look back over what you've done and be like, God damn. Yeah. Like, because I look I look at jokes and stuff. It's like, well, who was I talking about? But everybody was like, man, he was so funny. I mean, they see the potential there. Mm-hmm. It's just in your head, you figure out technique and you figure out how to really, your voice. And you know what I'm saying? Once you figure all that out, you become the the the, the creature that you are creatively. So it's just it's just crazy that I, you've been writing since you're 14. And now you, what, you, you how old are you? 39. 39. So you you got to be like, at the, you know, you don't put your 10,000 hours and I hear that a lot when people talk about it. So like now when you writing, you already kind of got the characters in your head. You know what it, you know where the story going and, you know, cause I'm, I'm good with this. And that's why I know I, I need to really get my script game going. Like I watch a movie, like I watch a lot of stuff on Tubi and a lot of shit on all that. And I'll be like, cause my cuz raped them babies. <laughs> watch. And they be, I watch them, how you know that? And they be mad, like, why do you do this? I don't like watching movies. But I could just tell, cuz, and then as a writer, you want to be so creative to where nobody can see that. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to be like, that turn happened, and you be like, you telling me the substitute teacher was raping them kids? I don't know why that's in the movie, but I'm just saying, like, I can't believe that the squirrel, the dude who was training squirrels killed everybody. Like, you want to be able to do that. So I just, I know, like, knowing that you write like that. That's one thing that people notice about my writing is that I want to be able to keep the suspense and have a twist. Mm-hmm. I don't want things to always seem, um, you know, I've seen this coming already or predictable. And then, and then the cheap shit where it'd be like, it'd be a character that didn't even come in the movie at all. <laughs> You'd be like, when did her daddy come <laughs> the daddy was always the one cutting the grass. We never seen him outside. And then that'd be the twist. So it's just funny. So when did you feel like your shit made a turn to where you are now? Where you was like, I'm good at this. Like, I'm really good at this shit. Just recently, I wrote a movie called The Hustler for MGM Fatboy. MGM um, Fatboy, that name sound familiar. Yeah, they call him Mr. Shake It and shit. You know, know what I'm saying? Um, he ain't from the crib. He from where? He from here. He from the okay, zone. I'm tripping. Yep, he from the zone. He from okay. here. He went to N.O. Mm-hmm. Um, is okay. that what you do? Zone you, eight, zone eight. Yeah, we you only zone. fuck with niggas that uh <laughs> didn't didn't graduate from North Northwest. <laughs> man, nigga can't graduate, bro. We gonna put him in the game. You know what I'm saying? And uh, what up, Regal? When I wrote that, it was like, yeah, it started. It's just time to um, you know, I I charged to write scripts or whatnot. There you go. But this one. The hustler was like, you know, I, you know, and I ain't patting myself on the back, but I, I told people this: you ain't seen a, a script or a movie like this since Minister Society or Boys in the Hood type shit. You dig what I'm saying? That's heavy, dog. That's yeah, and I'm claiming it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and I keep telling them, like, man, let's go ahead and put the shit together. So March first or the first week of March, we plan on shooting it. Uh, I seen a lot of movies, a lot of movies from the hood and things like that, but we they not doing what what I just put down. 
I could tell you serious about that. It's almost like the way you talking, like, bro, when this come out, this is gonna change everything. Real shit. And I just I just told uh I was on a monologue uh podcast, you know, and I told they got this thing coming in March. I say, you know what, my cast, I ain't worried about who coming. Mm-hmm. My cast is coming to this this monologue. Whatever, whatever prize you got. Come on, monologue got. through and through with Tia. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Tia Black. Yeah, most deaf. You know, I just she told no I, I told Miles. I said, whatever prize that you got, just go ahead and bring it over here. Yeah, it's all right, ours. Wait. You dig what I'm saying? All right, now we talking some Northwestern business. Is y'all shooting it in Zone Eight? Um, Fat Boy, we coming. Some of it, yes. You know what I'm saying. Some of it, yes. Uh, Fat Boy is coming up with. Uh, different locations, um, DJ coming up with different locations and things like that. So we're going to bring it back to the table and um, lay out a, a schedule to go ahead and begin to shoot it. All right. And, th- and now I'm about to give you a little bit. No, car, you can't be in the movie, man. Go on with all that, bro. Isn't it car like, can I be in that bitch? No, nah, I was just about to give you more context of like what make Northwestern what Northwestern is because it like just it's sitting right there at the cusp of like Dexter, Grand River and West Grand Boulevard, mm-hmm. it intersects in the, all of these territories that ATB. streets label as yep. gangs, but in reality, they're just neighborhoods. So Dexter, Linwood, across the bridge, mm-hmm. the number streets. Um, and then Zone 8 is really the housing of Northwestern. So that's what made Northwestern such a... <laughs> Dangerous a, place. <laughs> yeah, it was like... Yeah, it, it, you was like in the heart of some... Some shit, if you wanted to drive down the street lane, you definitely Northwestern could have given been a like a like a PhD in some street shit Real for shit. a little homie. Well, you know, a nigga like me don't know nothing about that. So I'm glad it's informing people. Cause I um I be over in that little area. That's why West Grand Boulevard, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah, I be over there fucking around. Shout out to old girl. Hold on. <laughs> do we offer writing services such I do. Hold on. Do he write uh, offer writing services such as editing, proofreading, or advising scripts for novice writers? Yes. Yes, I do. You know, I'm also, I do co-writing as well. So if anyone need a co-writer or you want to beef up your script, most definitely come to swag. All right. So question, what do most people forget as they make a script? Because it can be very conversational of thinking like, yo, I think I got a cool ass story right here. Uh, You know, what, what's some of the common things and mistakes that people make when it comes to writing a script? When you when you write in a script, you got to keep four elements or you know specific elements in play. You know what I'm saying. So you got to have your your drama, your suspense, your love or sex, whatever the case may be, and some comedy. So those four elements create a great show. You know, so you got to be you got to be able to have those four elements. You just can't have uh, drama, 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 or you can't be lengthy with uh, specific scenes or uh, a specific. Uh, individual or character you got to be able to bring in those elements to make a good script all right so like as you're writing this because oftentimes i remember uh and this is so funny about northwestern northwestern had a radio television program a whole tv studio inside of it so mr katula shout out mr katula uh and i learned in my for my senior my senior project uh, it, we split the class into two groups. Okay. Uh, my friend Lawrence took half, and I took half as like the leaders and the oldest people in the class. And my continuity was all messed up. Like people, like it'd be a scene because we shoot different days. So like in one scene, he wearing a hat, then it turn around and the hat ain't on. Exactly. And then it'd be like, you know, like just the continuity was off, the script was <clears throat> off. It's like in my mind, I thought making a movie would be easy as hell because we had all the equipment, we had all the editing, but it was. It was one of the most incoherent, all over the places 
things because like as I'm writing the script, mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize I needed the script notes to also lead the directors, the cameramen, the editors, the you know what I'm saying? Like, so how when did you learn the layers of that? I'm real deep, I'm real detailed. Well, let me give a shout out to my oldest sister. Her name is uh Kiana Harris. She uh took uh theater mm-hmm. movie, you know, uh and uh, what's that Wayne State mm-hmm. and so she's one of my she's a behind the scenes kind of person you know what I'm saying she's one of my biggest critics and the reason why I brought Skin Deep to the table I wrote a movie called My Apologies and I let her read it she said oh it was good but it was predictable I felt some type of way about that mm, hilarious. So, you know what I'm saying so I said okay so I made it my business to write some material where she would if I knew that she said it was good then it's, it's time to do something with this so uh I also took a writing class. Uh, a lot of individuals got together and um, talked about their material and so forth. So when I wrote Skin Deep, what I did was I extracted from my apologies. I extracted Skin Deep from my apologies and made it to a stage play. Hmm. So once I wrote that, I said, all right, here, here you go, Key. Check this out. So she read it and she called me back. She said, I like that. And what I really like is that the twist at the end, I did not see that coming. I said, it's time to do something with it. Mm. If I impressed her, she's she's a very, very hard critic. So if I impressed her, it's time to do something with it. And so I got everybody together, um, hired, fired directors, hired, fired characters. You know, it's a whole process until we got the team that I wanted to uh, deliver this stage play. And once... Um, once I realized the the process or system that I needed to continuously to write a hit per se, I stayed in that format. I stayed in that. So I'm real detailed in when I write. So I can say I can write some dialogue and I'll put what I envision in parentheses so the individual that's reading the script understand what's taking place or what's taking place next. So I'm very detailed with that. And, and also tech people. Cause I come more from the tech side mm-hmm. and the bit like business tech is me. Like we sometimes run run a rut. Me and Josh always go back and forth mm-hmm. over the lighting, even here. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing in your directing mode as the writer, like pushing for the tech? Because it's very disorienting. I had an interview today over something mm-hmm. um, where it's like it was like three cameras here, but the lady said, "No, nah, interview me line of vision here." So like some of just our natural progressions of life is like I'm communicating with a person. Mm-hmm. Now I got to talk to a camera. And then it's not even like I'm talking to a woman, but it's really you reading it back to me. So I'm like, I'm having this, like I'm approaching a woman, but in reality, I'm talking back to whoever the real director is. This is weird. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, how do you coach up actors to even be, have a presence of mind of that? If for all you people listening, this is the shit actors go through that make it such a weird thing. Well, in regards to uh, the movie side of it, um, if you have more experience in me in that area, it's, it's my job to give you my vision. So mm-hmm. uh, I can't, if I say, well, and I, I always place it in a, I, I can't, I come from a, a, a carpenter's background. You know, I'm a tradesman as well. So I put it in perspective. You want me to build you a mansion? I can do it. You say, well, all right, swag, I don't want pillars in my living room. What I'm going to say, hey, well, we got to put pillars because in order for this to work, in order for your foundation to be stable and have things up to code, I have to have certain things here. Now, you might not envision that because your vision is, I want this big-ass front room. Mm -hmm. But in order for this to work, in order for your vision to come into fruition, we need these things to take place. So it's it's the director's job to say, all right, well, 
I understood how you saw it, but the, the way I'm working this camera, we might not be able to do that shot. We might not be able to get it like this, but we can get it like that. In order for me to bring out what you're trying to get for the people to see, I'm going to need to do different shots. We got to do the same scene over and over again at different angles and at that angle to create this collage of different shots to get what you're trying to get what you're looking for. So it's 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 really up to the the it's like kings and priests. So it's really up to the 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 cameraman and the writer who's the, the visionary to speak with that individual because you're you're a master at your camera. Only you know what you can really pull off with that camera. Mm-hmm. So it's up to me to say, oh, well, this is how I saw it. And when you say I can get that, but we need to do it like this. I know you didn't want this, but this was going to make it work. Trust me. I know Josh got some comments on this. I'm just going to say it's like a give and take with all that. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to trust who you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. It's like, and I'm getting to that place now where I'm like, I'm getting to that place where I used to trust people too much about, all right, do what you're doing. Now I got burnt to the point where it was like, all right, now I got to be like, no, they got wanted like this. Mm -hmm. And that's why I've been wanting to work with people that I know. I'm like, okay, bro, I can trust that he knows. Like I said, I trust, I trust in what I know. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As you and like you said, when I come to you and say I need it like this, if you like, well, bro, in my expertise, the way to make it work is like that, then I'm going to be like, all right, I trust that you're going to be able to pull this off the way I want to, and I'm going to be happy with the results of it. Now, what I want to ask you is this. Mm-hmm. What's harder to direct or uh, the, the stage or the movie? People. Mm-hmm. It's, it's never, it's never, it's, it has nothing to do with stage and movie. It's mm-hmm. the people. You know what I'm saying? So I have, I have a, I'm not going to say no names, but I know someone. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't take in information well, mm-hmm. then I have the ones that you can give me what I'm looking for and more. The best actor to me is the ones that's the most convincing. It's the ones that can give you that experience. And that is, and that is my strategy for um, this upcoming event that I spoke about. On um, what? My actor for you know it's a monologue situation taking place in March. The one the show show that was you doing? Well, not my not the stage play. Oh, it's okay. another situation. You. you know what okay. I'm saying going on? Um, is because watching movies and things like that, you can put anybody in front of you. Oh, you did good, but a lot of people are not convincing. Mm-hmm. I have a, a a character. I have an actress in my stage play. Her cry will make you cry. Damn. You know what I'm saying? I have a a, a guy named Jeff Harris. He's my he's a, he's my actors. He's I'm sorry, he's my actor and he's my director. Yeah. His monologue that I wrote will make you cry. And 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 as a right now, I feel like a I feel like a proud father. When you get the right actors that's reading your your mon- I'm reading your dialogue and they bring this to life, mm-hmm. it's like, God damn, I wrote that. That's crazy. It's most definitely. You dig what I'm saying? So it's like when they doing their thing, it's like, damn. Because when I write, I become everybody. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when they're doing their thing and they make my and they make my writing come to life, it's like, damn. Fuck it, bro. I'm about to act real quick, nigga. Put the camera on <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like this nigga talking like he's he talking like I can't do this shit. Hold on. <laughs> let me get a little more. So I, like I said, my my actors and actresses, whenever we go, we're gonna do this show, whatever it is, whatever prize that you have, just go ahead and bring it over this right. way. Cause we got that. Hold on, bro. Right here. I'm gonna act real quick. <clears throat> So we know you can sing too, nigga. It's my monologue. Fuck it, man. We on my bag right now. I'm a little feeling in my bag. 
It's about to be chill out, bro. What y'all niggas on? Let a nigga act. <laughs> See, this is wrong with niggas, man. Nigga try to do some shit and niggas want to sit here and laugh and shit. Nigga, we being for real, nigga. And nigga, this what you do. The fact that you laughing is very unprofessional, nigga. <laughs> fuck this bald head nigga over here. This ain't what he do. This nigga, he growing vegetables to fuck with hoes that like vegetables. Yeah, my bad, bro. Do Damn. your thing, man. Do your thing. You I'm get quiet. my shit, bro. I'm quiet, man. Hold on. A hill of water. <laughs> I don't want to be crying in this thing. A little tear. Can y'all see the tear? Here we go. <laughs> Can't believe I got to tell you this. The woman that I love, <laughs> that I'm having a baby by a woman that I barely even know. <laughs> Come on, my nigga. What you want, bro? What is you want, man? You know, I was, I was about to say that sounds like some R. Kelly shit, but it's uh, Usher, right? <laughs> it don't matter, nigga. It's my monologue. Let me get back in my bag, bro. I was like, this nigga's singing R. Kelly, <laughs> R. Kelly song and shit. <sighs> Can't believe it. I got to tell you this. The woman that I love, that I'm having a baby by a woman that I barely even know. And I hope. All right, man. That man, man. He's mold, bro. <laughs> anyway, man, let's continue on, dog. Let me see here. Do you recommend writing script? Fuck that, bro. That I'm barely having a baby by a woman that I barely even know. And I hope that I'm man enough to tell you this that you can give me a second chance. Because it's not about my career, <laughs> it's not about my life. It's about us. Do you see the brief pauses in that bitch, though? For them, niggas don't want to act with me, bro. <laughs> niggas don't want to act with me, bro. Niggas don't want to act with me, bro. Anyway, dog, uh, Regal said, do you recommend writing scripts as a stage play first to go straight to movie, to go straight to movie, uh, to go straight to movie making my uh, mindset or off the rip? I don't want y'all to think I can't read all out, but I was reading it here and this nigga always click it. Then I got to wait for it to go over there. So, yeah. So what do you, uh, what's up, Swag? I recommend you to, to follow your heart. Period. You know what I'm saying? Um, what I recommend is only a suggestion, but it's about what you feel and your, what your vision is. So if you say, look, I want to do a movie and that's where your heart is at, then that's what we're going to follow. And if you want to make a stage play behind that, then we can do that as well. But if you want, if you feel that your heart is more so leaning towards a stage play, because again, you're the one with the vision. I don't know where, where your heart is at. You know what I'm saying? So it's about what you're feeling at, at that time. That's, that's what I recommend. So if your heart is set on doing a stage play because anything can turn from a stage play to a movie to a book mm -hmm. so if you're if you lean in more so on a vision wise you say well i see this more for a stage play whatever you're thinking about creating at that time and you like i can see this might be a little bit better with a stage play but i want a movie but i think we can bust this bitch down with a stage play i said let's go that route and create that stage play and then we can always extract from the stage play to create that movie so that's what I recommend so just write so don't drag your feet don't wait and don't think too much he said just get the script made and whatever it's gonna be it's gonna be like I forgot what somebody said to me dog whatever mm -hmm. you do it's gonna you gotta do it first and then gotta figure the rest of it out like you sit around like yes, I want this to be this and be that whatever it's gonna be it's gonna be you gotta write it first cause it can't do shit without that alright Regal going crazy Uh, what are your casting challenges what is your casting challenges stereo stereotype let me tell you, <laughs> um, naturally, we all we are stereo. So the, the challenges that I run into when I'm casting for people is trying not to be stereo and then to be open. When I write scripts, I already have my mind on what that person looked like, what that person sound like. Because, again, like I stated, I become everyone. I interject myself with that character. So when someone come in dressing or looking a certain way, mm -hmm. I'm like, man, this ain't going to work. Yeah, right? yeah. 
And then this one, this one chick blew my mind. Like, you know, so those are my challenges within myself, but with the, with, um, the individuals, people, when you, uh, cast for characters, people come in with egos. Mm -hmm. So it's my job as a director and as a writer and as a visionary to try to extract from you what I'm looking for. If you are not allowing yourself to be used as a tool, then you're a failure. You know what's crazy about that is? I think it's the hardest thing I ever had to do is tell you, the woman that I love, (laughs) that I'm having a baby by a woman that I barely even know. Shout out to the pauses. <laughs> and I hope the fact that I'm man enough to tell you this, you can give me another chance. Because it ain't about my life. It ain't about my career. It ain't about this herpes. It's about us. <laughs> See how I improvised at the end and had herpes to it too? Shout out to my nigga. The nigga giving up game. I didn't think he was going to come drop jewels like this as far as he did from the theatrical side of it, dog. Like, this man really coming through. He ain't give a fuck about the hoes. But once we got talking about money <laughs> and scripts, my nigga got crazy on here with the money and the scripts. He was on here like, nigga, he got passed. And I was like, what about these hoes? He's like, man, what about these scripts I'm writing, nigga? These pros. What about this shit, my nigga? I'm over here on my other shit. You think about some hoes? That was childish, nigga. I'm writing things to change people. But um, yes, sir. Let me think, bro. Okay, so tell them again when when the play is going down, so they can definitely come support that. March twenty sixth. The show starts at three p.m. at the Senate, Cross Streets, Michigan, and Illinois. And um, I don't know tickets on the event right now, but go ahead and just mark them dates on your calendar and make sure y'all in the building because I wouldn't have him up <clears> here if I didn't think what he was doing was legit. Y'all need to fuck with him. Is there any actors that we might know in here that's like you know that people might know uh might uh already be fans of from other things? I don't know who you know. Oh, so he, he work with who we work with. He ain't yeah, out here big know, riding you know, like y'all you know is. Saying? Um, and I'm going to say this, you know, for those who want to tap in with Josh, I'm going I'm to leave something with Josh. And for how Josh want to play, those who want to come to the show, come check us out. Oh. Holla at Josh. He got some tickets for y'all. You dig? What you going to do for them bitches, though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> so at casting, have you ever had a girl be like, I just really want to be in your place, swag, and you know what I'm saying? She try to put some pussy on you. I think that some people find um Oh, this nigga about to give me two. <laughs> he about to talk to me Situations have occurred in which I was out of my control. You know what I'm saying? I thought she liked me for me, but then the bitch ended up being the star of my play. No, I'm talking crazy. Go ahead. I mean, you run across those, you know what I'm saying? But how you play about, that? I'm about, I just, I'm about my business. I don't know off top. All that pussy shit don't mean nothing to me. Nigga, like, I don't love you, ho. Then you sound like, you know what I'm saying? So, she's like, you want some of this pussy swag? Bitch, I'm finna finish this third act. I don't want none of that pussy. Especially if you came to me like that, who else you went to with it? You feel me? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the game is good, and I'm sure that's out here because not everybody is like, everybody's in a movie, everybody's in a play. Like, mm-hmm. right now, everybody is acting. So it's almost like everybody just want to be on, want to be able to say they was in something. So I'm sure they, they, they might have thought that they could put that pussy on you and get into some shit. And you're like, that's not how it works. You got to really be good. Because you seem like you care. Not to say that a lot. No, uh, maybe a lot of these niggas don't care. Maybe they just put people in stuff because they famous and think if you put them on there and then they in a the movie for 30 seconds, that's going to make people watch it. That don't make the film, the play, or any of that good. You know what I'm saying? It's Sound like you put real work, and when a nigga use the word like I extract, you know what I'm saying from something, he it means what the fuck he's saying, and he possibly has something to do with cannabis and other other things such as that. He said I extracted the stage play from this movie, so 
the dude know what he's talking about, man. I am thoroughly impressed um, with what he got going on. So, I mean, I ain't got nothing going on. I'm going to go to the play. If he's going to leave some around here, y'all going to come get these tickets, but y'all going to pay for them. I'm getting to that, man. Bottom line. Because it comes, it comes. you know what I'm saying? You got to support to keep it going. Like, you can't like a nigga shit and then not help him continue to do it. You can't like, I like what you're doing. I need you at the shows. I need you to come to these plays. I need you to come to this movie. I need you to stream my shit. I need you to share. Just because you don't have a lot of followers don't mean that it don't matter when you share my shit or share his shit or share Cardi shit. It's very important because your people turn into our people. If they, if you, if you fuck with it, they gonna fuck with it because y'all all in the same branch. You know what I'm saying? So just continue to support what we got going on around here, man. Swag, tell these people something like, I mean, your social media or something where they can follow you at, bro. Keep up with you or something like that, my dog. Tell them something. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, we own it, Production 16. Um, on Instagram, you can also email me at uh, we own it production 16 at gmail.com. Uh, so Instagram is we own it productions. We own it, like not on, but own it. O W N. We own it productions underscore 16 on Instagram. There you go. I want to make sure you say that because niggas be confused. Like I was looking for, I couldn't find it. All right, right here. We're going to get this last question in Regal Valley, uh, Regal Valor, Regal Valor content said, do you have any good recommendations for camera format? I, I honestly do not. I honestly do not. All right, then. Well, you know, I mean, a lot of these niggas be buying Black Magics. I don't know if that's going to help you out, but, you know. Black Magic is official. I, I think it's more so. I mean, nowadays, Sterling shooting dope stuff with You can use your phone. Yeah, I mean, so much but, of yeah, it, yeah. it depends on you. As a tech person, get comfortable with the equipment. It's so many times, especially back when I was doing more of the music stuff, you walk in like a dope boy basement and he got like a whole Pro Tools board, but don't even know how to turn that shit on. Like, get comfortable with using the equipment more so than what it is because it's some people with iPhones that have done magic. They got a couple extra lenses that go on top. So whatever you most comfortable with, I think your editing software is good. Black Magic's uh, Iris Suite, I believe, is uh, open source software, so it's free. Uh, and their color correction is pretty dope. But yeah, Black Magic's is dope, but it's, you know, other stuff. And I think Car just said something that's important. I mean, just get good at what you got. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, no matter what camera you got, if you can shoot with it, it's going to look good it's just you know i mean i guess you know all the 1800 megapixels and all that wild shit and 14k and fucking whatever all that is that's cute but if you can shoot something with just a dog like you know what you're doing you can make something look great so work with what you got and then when it's time to boss up you're gonna be really scandalous with the newer <coughs> shit so yes sir. that's just my that's just the way i kind of feel with that kind of that kind of shit uh regal said uh but there's a minimum format that is expected she said mm -hmm. yes he is definitely serious about his craft i'm about to turn up the support for both of you guys christine said good great advice straight up we appreciate y'all man um i'm trying to think um carl you got something you want to throw out there and um man same old same old you know we doing more detroit is different stuff i'm really excited about what's next with josh the next event is definitely gonna throw y'all for the loop so yes, you know, and we gonna drop that information probably sooner than later and yeah y'all gonna be tripping off that oh yeah shout out also to Mike McDaniel for doing helping us with the commercial we gonna have more commercials coming for y'all uh yeah, that next commercial will be interesting. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it, appreciate it. Uh, tomorrow, man, I'm at the uh, I'm, I'm with my guy Fluent at the Jazz Cafe at the oh, Music yeah, Hall. So y'all yeah. ain't doing uh, come pull up on me, man. He always oh, had great okay. events. I'm gonna be doing me. It's gonna be poetry there, and it's gonna it's gonna be. They can talk about love. I'm assuming, so I'm gonna figure out. You know, I'm gonna figure out some shit. I'm gonna kick it how I kick it, and um, that's that's really all I got going on, man. Um, uh, and shout out to everybody going down to uh. 
to NBA uh, All-Star Weekend. Uh, hopefully you catch that. I mean, hopefully you fuck around and get, you know what I'm saying, pregnant by one of them niggas. And you know what I'm saying? You come up if that's what you're looking to do. I want that for you if that's what you're looking for. Uh, I'm sure Savannah going to be there. So LeBron going to be out of reach. You know what I'm saying? Aisha going to be around there. So just go out to the lower level niggas. Like, you know, I mean, Malik Monk and old girl just start kicking it. So you could possibly still get that nigga. And Lamar, LaMelo Ball is the one. If you're going to get it, have a baby by a nigga, he about to be the man. Let that nigga let him. <laughs> Kari don't think LaMelo Ball cute enough. So he said, which one you like? <laughs> <laughs> Kari looking like, see, I don't know about him. <laughs> no, go after Avery Bradley. Because he on his way out. What are you talking Ain't no hoes going to be around Avery Bradley. What he ain't really scored no points about? this year. But no, nah, man, thank y'all for listening, man. Watching. Appreciate y'all, man. Continue to support, man. We love y'all. Man, be safe. Be blessed. Peace the fuck out. We in the streets again. <laughs> Where we stay at? In the book. You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network.